It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Twins, your daily Minnesota Twins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Tuesday, May 25th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. This is Nash Walker, writer at Twins Daily, lifelong Twins fan, bringing you five days a week coverage on your favorite baseball club. And we're back today after another Twins win. Uh, That is three out of their last four. This team is hot. Don't look now, but uh, they're heating up, getting back toward that 500 mark. <clears throat> Still a lot of work to do here, you know, moving forward. But uh, I mentioned yesterday on the show as we did a series preview with Baltimore that this game, game one, was critical with John Means on the hill for Baltimore. And if, if you saw Means last night, you know what I was talking about. He's a stud. I mean, his changeup, he just he froze a lot. Of, it was It's a lot like Lucas Giolito, but... Um, from the left side, you know, 93, 94 with the fastball, works that changeup in, he'll throw it in any count, he'll throw it to any side of the plate, like he's he's just nasty, John Means is great, and he shut the Twins down outside of two solo home runs, Trevor Larnick with um, one of the, the biggest blasts I've ever seen at Target Field, and I know it's, uh, there's like five or six hitters in Twins history who have gone up to that, up there above the batter's eye to the Delta Sky Club. 461 feet for Larnick off a lefty. And I think the the takeaway from there is, I, I talked about this last week with Trev. Teams are starting to, to shift him to pull because he's been pulling everything. But the thing about him is he was never a pull hitter in the minors at Oregon State. He sprays it to all fields. And what the Twins were trying to get with him and work on was pulling the ball and pulling the ball with authority. And he's done that. And now you're starting to see the power that he has to center field. And hopefully we'll start to see it to left field as well. But he's been pull heavy and teams are, <clears throat> excuse me, starting to shift him to the right side, shifting him to pull. And he's been uh, he's been crushing the ball. And, and when you see him go to center like that, it really just opens up your mind to the possibilities that he has from a power perspective, a 30-35 home run bat. If he can uh, continue what he's doing with the pull and then to do that, I mean, that was just a monstrous blast. Kyle Garlick continues to, to hit left-handers and hit left-handers while he hits a solo home run. And in a game like that, you need a, a good start. You know, if you're going to get two solo homers off a really good pitcher, one of the best pitchers in the American League this year, you need a good start from uh, your pitcher. And Matt Shoemaker gave the Twins that. And that's two starts in a row where I thought he was really good. Um, we were at the game last night, and I was at his last start, too. And I just thought he he did a really nice job working out of trouble in both starts. You know, you, we've seen this year with a lot of the Twins pitchers, but especially Shoemaker early on, he gets into trouble and then he gives up a three-run homer. He gets into trouble, he gives up a two-run homer. Gets into trouble, he gives up a three-run double. You know, like getting outs with runners on has been something the Twins have struggled with all year. And we've seen recently them get outs with runners on base to, to bear down, and we saw that with Matt Shoemaker Last night, I thought he did a really nice job for the Twins. Gave him six strong innings, gave up a run. You know, Seth Mullins is really tough uh, at the top of that order. Santander is really tough, too. And the Twins were lucky. Nick Gordon made a great throw to home on another Santander double uh, down the right field line. Garlic played it well off the wall. Relay to Gordon, and Gordon struck him at home, and Garver made a nice tag. And, and that was uh, a big play in this game. But 
you know, what you've seen in the last couple of years from the Twins, when we've seen them play really good baseball, and this happened in 2019 too, I think the perception in 2019, when you have 162 games, as good as the Twins offense was, they were not bashing eight homers on every night. You know, they did have nights where they struggled or where they ran into a really good pitcher. And, you know, a lot of those nights they did find success offensively, but it came like it did last night where you might not find that right away off the starter. And that's what happened. I mean, a couple solo homers, but they got a really good start and they won a, a, a low scoring game. And that's that's something that good teams do. And, you know, the Orioles are not a good team at all. And for the Twins to, to be able to win a game like that, I thought was was really nice just to take a 2-1 lead into the late innings, uh, I thought they, they put it together nicely. So much of, of what we've seen, too, is is when they have, like if Shoemaker was having a good start, the offense would give them nothing early in the season. Or, you know, if, if they're facing a really good pitcher on the hill, their their pitcher gives them nothing. Like there's they've, they've had, like, outages in certain departments. I, I joke that three out of four things with defense, starting pitching, the bullpen, and offense, three out of four things have been off every night for the twins and every loss that they've had this year and what we've seen recently is they're starting to put those things together a little bit better you know they're starting to kind of gel as a unit more so than just having these individual parts and this team's incredibly banged up and i thought to be able to go in there and get a win last night was huge but this wasn't about the two to one you know going into the late innings the, the game was delayed with rain trey mancini was on first there were two outs in the bottom or the top of the eighth inning and Jorge Alcala was already in the game. There was a 45-minute rain delay, and a lefty was coming up, DJ Stewart. And I was saying to my dad, hey, I think they should go to Thielbar here. Uh, I don't know the status on, like, if Thielbar was not available yesterday. I'd, Rogers was definitely not available because that would have been three days in a row. They, they had to work from the pits of the bullpen last night because so many of their guys are unavailable. Robles is unavailable. Rogers is unavailable. Duffy's pitched the last couple of days. They couldn't go to those guys. So Luke Farrell... Uh, who made that pitch to Santander where Gordon threw him out at the plate, uh, pitched, and I thought he did a nice job. I mean, he gave up some hard contact at the top of the order there, but I thought he got the job done in the seventh. Then they go to Alcala in the eighth and leave him in there, and he gives up a two-run homer to the lefty. This is the thing about Jorge. He, he just he can't get lefties out. He just cannot get lefties out. And if you ever wonder, like you look at his stuff, and when he puts it together, he's great. Through a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, I think Mountcastle – uh, like tried to not swing and swung because it was such a nasty pitch. He has such great stuff, and he was a starting pitching prospect. But if you ever wonder why he's not a starting pitching prospect anymore or why he's not a starter in this rotation, uh, look at his numbers against lefties. He just doesn't have a third pitch. He can't get them out. He's got a great fastball. He's got a great slider, but he just can't get lefties out, and DJ Stewart made him pay, and the O's take the lead. Let's talk about what happened next after this break. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront. Instead, investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB to get your first 
$5,000 managed for free for life. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB and get started today. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on, on there, how did you hear about us, Fox, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. What we, I saw a, a great tweet. I thought it was a really good tweet that three, four, whatever, five weeks ago, the Twins lose this game. They go down 3-2 in the eighth inning, and uh, we've seen them roll over and and not do anything at that point and just kind of accept the loss, accept defeat. But what we saw last night was different, and what we've seen recently is different. And and a lot of that's been because of Miguel Sano and the three-home run night, hitting that home run against the A's. But last night it was just a collective effort, six straight two-out hits in the eighth inning. Twins take a resounding 8-3 lead. They come all the way back and uh, and win that game. And it was just it was great to see the offense come to life immediately. They didn't wait till the ninth inning. They didn't put that uh, on the back burner and and just try to like push, kick the can down the road and say we're going to deal with this in the ninth. They came right back in the bottom of the eighth, made things difficult. The O's had to make some pitching changes. Uh, their bullpen's not good, but you know you got to take advantage of stuff like that. We haven't seen them take advantage of that all year. And it was great to see the offense come together like that. And really put up a crooked number in the bottom of the eighth after uh, being tested in the top half of the eighth with that rain delay and a two-run homer. Mitch Garver, two-run double down the line was huge. You know, it was looking more and more like the Twins were going to go into extra innings in this one. And you just try to avoid that at any any cost uh, to go to extra innings with this Twins team. But Garve uh, rips that thing down the line, a little two-run double, and the Twins take a 5-3 lead, and they just didn't stop. You know, they just didn't stop. Uh, Simmons got in on the action. Miggy got in on the action. They just had a bunch of guys contributing together with two outs and coming together and getting clutch hits. It's like, it's so beautiful to see because it's like regressing to the mean. We've seen so many times the Twins with two outs and runners in scoring position get nothing. And now last night they like brought it all the way back to the what the average should be. They got it all the way back up there because they got six straight two out hits. Uh, you know, a lot of those with runners in scoring position. It was just great to see, you know, the Twins offense come together like that. And like I said, that was a huge game in the series. And, and honestly, to kick off this 13-game stretch, they easily could have lost that game last night. I agree. I think a couple weeks ago they do lose that game last night. But they're playing better baseball. They're coming together. Byron Buxton could, could be back next week, it sounds like. Uh, I just think uh, they're playing better right now, and it was it was nice to see them put it together in the late innings. Alex Colme, nice ninth inning to close that thing out in the top half. Uh, very low leverage, but that was perfect. I mean, it was perfect for him on a night where uh, I mentioned Raj and Duff and, and Robles were not available. So that was great to see him uh, get two strikeouts there in the ninth inning. I think this Baltimore team coming in, they've lost seven straight. The Twins have beat them 13 straight times. 
this is just this is such a smash spot for them in this series and it was is uh, perfect to see them jump out and take that first game against the O's best pitcher. The O's are a good or a decent team every fifth day when John Means is on the hill. I mean, they're a great pitching team every fifth day. Uh, the offense still is leaves a lot to be desired, but they got some guys who can hit. Trey Mancini is a great ball player. Uh, Santander returned and, and made his presence known last night. Ryan Mountcastle can be okay at times. I mean, they don't have a, a necessarily horrendous offense, but uh, you know, it's not a great one. This is just, it's a smash spot series for the twins. Unfortunately, the, the White Sox beat the Cardinals last night um, in a, a very tight game till the end. That that was a good ball game, but it's just about dealing with what's in front of you for the twins. You know, every night, just, just go in there think about tonight, try to get a W tonight and they'll chip away at this thing. You know, if they win the next two days and I, I said yesterday, I thought if they won game one, they had a really good chance to sweep this thing with Barrios tonight against Dean Kramer tomorrow, Michael Pineda against Jorge Lopez. Uh, they're nine games below 500 at that point. They're in single digits and then they got 10 more against KC in Baltimore. So you could see them climbing out of this um, just day by day. You know, you just got to take it day by day. It's going to be tough with how banged up they are. Sounds like Polo's good, though. Jorge Polanco sounds like he's going to play through it. We'll see. I mean, you read that and you think of 2020. And you think of how he played through it in the second half of 2019 as well. And he just wasn't the same player. So you worry a little bit what he's going to look like playing with ankle soreness again. But they just need his bat back in there. Luis Arise, soreness, but no structural damage, it sounds like, which is good news. Kept dealing with the hamstring. No one got placed on the injured list yesterday. Uh, guys are basically just uh, on on rest. They're just uh, setting them down and making them heal and filling the lineup with whoever's available. And the Twins took uh, to the last hour last night and making their lineup to see who could be available. Nelson Cruz remains out. He pinch hit last night, which tells you, okay, he's close to returning, if not tonight, very soon. So this gives them a chance, you know, uh, last night to get that win, especially when all those guys are on the bench, to to get right, get healthy. And hopefully they get some of those left-handed bats back in the lineup tonight against Dean Kramer uh, with Barrios on the hill. But it's just uh, – that was a big win. I mean, that was just a big comeback win. And they're starting to, to link them together and find ways. And, you know, the fear does become – and I said this a couple weeks ago. No one wants a 500 club. I mean, no one wants a, a team stuck in purgatory. So you hope that they can – because they were so extremely bad early that they can be really extremely good moving forward so they can turn this thing completely because you don't want to just like play good ball, get back to 500, hover around 500 all year. You don't know what to do at the deadline. You can't uh, sell any assets off because you're still kind of in the race. You put yourself in that tough spot. Reminds me of the Mets in 2019 uh, when they traded for Marcus Stroman and the twins. I know that Thad Levine and Derek Falvey had mentioned that there were teams they thought were going to be sellers. I think the Mets were, were one of them. And instead of selling, they traded for Stroman, missed the playoffs anyway. You don't want to be that team that's stuck in purgatory. You just, you don't want to be in that. And so in order to avoid that, you just got to play really good baseball. And no one's talking about the alternative, which would be to be what they've been most of the year, a, a brutal team that's definitely going to sell at the deadline. Um, let's talk about Jose moving forward tonight, tomorrow, and the rest of this series. That's a big one for the Twins again. Every day is. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over but the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball are all in full swing. But online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. But online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But online's your online sportsbook experts. 
With Major League Baseball, there's action every single day. Use that promo code LOCKED ON. You'll get 50% off on your first deposit or 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Excuse me. Thank you, Bet Online, for sponsoring Locked On and for sponsoring Locked On Twins. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert, the fastest and easiest way. Use promo code LOCKED ON. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. Built Bar has 12 original flavors, but they've added six new flavors as well. And these improved Built Bars are even deliciouser. Plus, Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, full of protein, full of fiber, and great for a keto diet. And the peanut butter bar, only five grams of net carbs for a type one diabetic like me. That is huge. Plus, right now, Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch. So listen closely. You get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you also get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. My favorite flavors include the coconut almond, the peanut butter, the banana bread. Use promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Jose Brios on the hill. Uh, I think there's been maybe two starts this year where Jose was was legitimately excellent, and I, opening day or, or uh, game two of the season in Milwaukee was was a vintage Jose Brios performance, the best I've ever seen, and the best I've ever seen in person for sure. But he's just he's still doing. I mean, he it's the same thing. It's and it's frustrating, but at the same time, you still feel when you see his name on the on the. MLB game day or you see his name that he's going to start that night you still get this excitement because he is such an exciting young talented pitcher and he he, every night and every time he starts there's a chance that he's going to give you that performance that he gave you in Milwaukee every time because he he has it you know he has it within him he's completely capable of being dominant on any given night it's just about being consistently not dominant but consistently very good and consistently stingy and I think there are certainly starts where he looks more like a number four or five than a one or a two. And that's the problem with him, right? Some days, some starts, you're gonna he's gonna look like a legitimate ace, one of the best right-handed pitchers in the league. Some starts he's gonna give up five runs and unravel in the fourth inning, and and you're wondering why you ever thought that Jose Brios might be an ace. It's just it's the way that it's been with him. But overall the numbers have looked good because uh there are a bunch of starts mixed in between. It's like when I ask people, like, was today a good day, a bad day, or just another day? And Jose has has some good days. He has some really bad days. But he has a lot of just another days. And his just another day is is a strong performance. I mean, it's a quality start. And he's had a lot of those, too. It's just being consistently moving some of those into the good and moving some of the bad into the just another. Right? Like, avoiding those blow-up starts, those blow-up innings, uh, those blow-up months, honestly. Just when he strings it together poorly it really saps uh, saps the excitement that you have. But, I mean, I think recently he went out there. It was a gritty start against Oakland. He went seven, gave the Twins a chance, I guess. He gave up four runs. But that's a really good offense there um, that they faced at home in Oakland. This is not this is not a really great offense. I mean, if he can navigate the middle of this lineup, he's going to be just fine tonight. This Baltimore team was flailing. Uh, they swing at a lot of pitches outside of the zone just from the eye test. And I think uh, Jose is going to be in a position tonight to put together a really strong start. Wind's blowing out hard at uh, target field. It'll be good for some home runs for the Twins. But, I mean, all the lefties are in play, certainly, tonight when you think about 
who could hit Dean Kramer. This is a guy, and this is a Baltimore rotation that that no one's no one's going to be afraid of. You know, Dean Kramer this year has a six point three five ERA. He's given up ten homers in thirty four innings. I mean, it's just. He ain't good. He ain't good. And uh, what we've seen, too, unfortunately, is that it doesn't matter who the Twins have faced. And last night, John Means was excellent. But Dean Kramer against left-handed hitters, I mean, they're hitting 236, 815 OPS against righties, hitting 292 with an 860 OPS. So righties are crushing him. Hopefully now he's back in the lineup tonight to give him some of that boost from the right side. I mean, they need other guys to step up, too. They need Donaldson to step up. I, I mentioned that yesterday. Garver, who had that big hit, they need him to step up. They're going to need big hits from these guys. And uh, I thought they got him yesterday for the most part. Garlic stepping up. Larnick stepping up. These these guys, uh, they'll need him. And when you look at, at the future, it's exciting when you see Larnick hit one up into up into the center field, uh, batter's eye, and then Alex Kirloff's lacing the ball all over the field. It's, it's fun to think about. Um, that core moving forward, but it's just about day to day for these twins. It's just it's it's looking at the day, and that's like when teams will get get down in a playoff series, like they're down three to one or they're down three nothing. The message is always like it, it's it's very cliche, but you just need to take it day by day. You just look at that day. How can we win that day? Don't worry about the nine and a half game deficit. Worry about that day. How you can win that game? And I think if the twins do that, they're gonna they're gonna find themselves in a in a much better spot than where they've been. Uh, recently, and I think they did that yesterday. You know, they found a way. Just try to find that that way to win, even when you're facing a really good pitcher, or you know, your offense maybe didn't come to play, or your starter doesn't give you a great start. Still trying to find a way to win because we've seen in recent years uh, they've done that. In uh, Dean Kramer's last seven days, he has pitched three innings, he's given up four runs. In his last fourteen days, he's pitched eight innings and given up six runs, uh, four home runs in his last eight innings, which is. <laughs> That's that ain't gonna get it done. I mean, that's uh, early season Matt Shoemaker territory, but the Twins are gonna have a chance to to hit some homers tonight, and especially from the right side, it looks like off Dean Kramer, they could they can blow this thing up. I mean, they can make this thing a blow tonight, and you know it's tough. It's tough for O's pitchers to pitch at Camden Yards. I mean, they're gonna give up a lot of homers there, but even on the road this year, Kramer's got a 5.48 ERA. He's given up two homers in 21 and a third. He has given up eight homers at Camden and two at at uh or on the road so a little little bit less of a split there still I think they're gonna have a chance to get to him in a big way tonight um he's been better you know I think it's just this is one of those guys where we've seen in the last two years more so in 2019 the twins will take advantage of a matchup like this and we will look forward to Wednesday too with Pineda against Jorge Lopez this is just this is it's honestly a rotation that reminds me a lot of Kansas City last year Kansas City the year before Detroit it's just usually they have one guy who can really throw, and the rest of the rotation really can't. But the keys to the game tonight certainly are Jose just navigating through Mancini, Santander, and, and Mountcastle through the middle of that order, and Sen Mullins, too, at the top, trying to keep him off the base pass. And if he does, try not to uh, let anyone drive him in. But he, he wreaked some havoc on the base pass certainly last night. He stole a couple bags, I believe. Uh, but I think this that's the key. I mean, just navigating the middle of that lineup and trying to get outs because the bottom half of it is, is not going to beat you. And if it does, you let it beat you. you know, throw strikes to the bottom of that lineup and see what they can do. It's just about getting through the heart and then the Twins' heart of the order, doing damage, you know, and, and uh, having getting hits at the bottom of the order too from Simmons and, and from Garver, whoever catches tonight, probably Asadio tonight. But we'll see. 
Uh, I'm excited to see what the Twins, uh, how the Twins respond to a big win yesterday. They can win the series tonight and look forward to Wednesday, hopefully for a sweep. Thanks for listening today. Have a great day. Go Twins. And we will be back tomorrow talking about this game and, and Wednesday's game as well. Have an episode tomorrow evening. Thanks again. Go Twins. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 